Hi, everybody, and thank you for listening to the 11-1 Project. This is a podcast made by Kristen and Aaron. We are going to be discussing how we are integrating the chakras into our daily lives. We are starting on November 1st, hence 111. You can start whenever you hit play. And we're in the fifth chakra this week. We are in the throat chakra. The throat chakra covers what you output into the world and what you input into yourself. What are you pushing out to the world? And at the same time, what do you pull out of your shadows? And then how does that get tangled up in what you're pushing out again? Are you wrestling with your inner voice? Are you wrestling with the voice that you have now? The voice you had in your childhood? Hey, maybe even the voice you had in your past life childhoods could happen. We're talking about it today. How do you express yourself? How can you do it better? How can you help others? How can you be truly expressing the vibrational being that is you? For example, did you know Aaron really enjoys ASMR videos? Yeah, she does. And did you know that Kristen offers Akashic Records readings? She does. I'm linking her website in the footnotes, so check it out there. She's fantastic. Trust me. We'd love to hear from you about how you are working on this ever-present throat chakra. Send us an email. Reach out to us on Instagram. Contact Kristen on her website. Express yourself. Connect with us. We would love to hear from you. But until then, grab your Sacred Life Synergy Raw Kombucha. That's the blue one, of course. Get your fire cider with honey. Have a seat. Enjoy the episode. Let's get started. Great. So we are back and ready this week with the fifth chakra, the throat chakra. I'm wearing a blue shirt. I've got some blue kombucha and I even have blue bracelets on. How are you today, Kristen? Um, Wow. I love your enthusiasm for the colors. That is one way. That is one one small way that you can invite in an awareness of your your chakra is um, is by dressing to the colors. I mean, I came prepared. You're ready. I'm, I'm ready to learn. So please tell me more. What All do right. I need to hear about the throat chakra? So from a, a Reiki perspective, the, the throat chakra is all about, I express it's, you know, it's your communication center. It's where you speak your truth to the world. The color is blue. When the chakra is flowing um, and balanced, you have the ability to ask for what you need. You also reflect your truth in the world through this chakra, through your communication with yourself and with others. Uh, To enhance the health of this chakra, you can sing or chant or do breathing exercises. The message of the throat chakra is I express, expressing your own authentic, beautiful voice, speaking your truth, singing your joy, and, and sharing your love through how you express yourself. 
to move into a little bit, um, and we talked about, you know, the color of the fifth chakra, the throat chakra being blue, you can um, bring in blueberries and blackberries uh, as, a, as a good way to work in balance, um, but also really soothing foods and liquids for your throat. So coconut water, herbal teas, raw honey, lemon, personally, I mean, I, I, I drink fire cider almost every day, um, but when I am focusing on the throat chakra, I do, instead of kind of taking a shot of the fire cider, I will put it in hot water with um, honey and lemon. And it, it's a great, it's a great way to start or end the day. Um, one also way, I really work with a lot of personally essential oils and I recommend them as well for balancing the throat chakra. Uh, I particularly like rosemary and eucalyptus and I keep those in the shower uh, because I can just put a few drops on the floor and then the steam um, you know, from the shower comes up and it's just an easy way to bring in those essential oils and, and feel like you're kind of intentionally starting or ending your day, either in the bath or the shower by, by keeping, keeping them in the shower. So I actually keep uh, a few different essential oils on the shower. Color is blue, specifically it's, it's sky blue. Uh, and the stones that are associated with the throat chakra are aquamarine, uh, blue fluorite, lapis lazuli, and azurite. And I'll say that if you're if you work in an office, you can bring the stones into your your office for that day, or leave them there. You can carry them in your purse. Um, my kids will pick out different different stones to put into their backpacks and, and bring to school. And so it, it's kind of just gravitating towards which stones in in that kind of like blue family um, are most appealing to you. I know, I know you pulled some some cards during the week, Erin. Did anything specifically stand out to you? Sure. I think specifically when dealing with the throat chakra and dealing with expression, the more traditional tarot cards that would be indicators of um, work in the chakra or perhaps even a, ma a mastery of the chakra would be the empress, the magician, and the hierophant. Um, on the flip side, um, for needing to work on the chakra would probably be the devil card. Um, the empress is all about confidence and expression and growth. The magician is like a beaming energy with mastery of you know your skill set, clarity of purpose, and that you're actively showing off and ready to use these skills um, for the greater good. The hierophant in the traditional deck is like a older religious figure. I'm personally working this week with the gentle heart tarot. So the depiction is very different, um, which I appreciate just a more modern take on some of the tarot cards. Um, but it'd be a sign of independent, of a knowledgeable mind, seeking truth, living with integrity, and then spreading that wisdom out amongst others. Um, on the flip side with the devil, it's never a happy card to pull. And it would um, indicate some type of self-induced restraint, some kind of holding yourself back. Um, and I think that can play very clearly into the throat chakra in if you're holding your back from holding yourself back from speaking your truth or expressing yourself or um, sharing your knowledge with everybody. 
At the same time during the week, I pulled some Oracle cards using the Reclaim Oracle deck, which is a really beautiful, um, very straightforward Oracle cards um, made by the Little Darkness Press. And I pulled three. We were specifically talking um, about the podcast and about Mm-hmm. just the concerns about putting it out there. And I pulled <laughs> denial, presence, and limitation. And it was very clear that I'm, you know, denying my presence and it's creating a limitation. Like I said, you know, these are real straightforward oracle decks. <laughs> you know, it, sometimes it could be a little rude. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. And then I said, I, was, I think I even like did it in a recording to you, but like, okay, you know, reclaim Oracle, tell me, you know, what I need then. And the next card I pulled was confidence. So right. it was so directly tied into everything we're talking about with the throat chakra and having uh, the self-assuredness to express yourself and how, um, you know, denying the world of your true presence is limiting yourself and your development and your soul's development that I just thought that was really interesting. So I would encourage people just, there are so many different Oracle decks out there. If you find one that you really connect with and you're just pondering a question or you're faced with an issue, consider pulling just an Oracle card instead of your traditional tarot. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about this denial, presence, limitations and, and confidence because part of my focus of the week um, when we were working on the throat chakra was about kind of sharing this work that that we're doing here. And it just happened to be the week um, when we were working on the, the throat chakra that we started sharing sharing the podcast. And um, at, at first we're, my, my, my own kind of discussions with myself, I guess my own self-talk and my own communication with myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to share it with these people, but not these people. And I'm going to share it on this platform, but not this platform because I was kind of, I just felt hesitant, push it out there. I think, um, you know, just working with nonprofits and working on marketing strategy, I always have these conversations like, okay, what is it that we want to push out for, for folks and what do we want to have it available for them if they want to pull it out. And, and, and that, that applies to this too, right? If anybody wants to ask me any question about my spiritual beliefs or my Reiki practice, I'm more than willing to share, but do I push it out um, in the way that I did that we did in sharing this podcast, I would have to say, no, I never have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how is that experience for, for you? Honestly, it's a work in progress, right? I very specifically have curated like a business, mm-hmm. um, social media, you know, like my, my personal Instagram isn't really my personal Instagram. It's my business Instagram. I have mm-hmm. it put in a way that it looks like it's personal, but it's definitely there just to pull up um it's it's there for business i think a lot of this too is ingrained just from you know as an attorney mm-hmm. it would have been strange to be sharing stuff about my kids especially for when i was doing stuff more in like a criminal practice you know so mm-hmm. this idea of having to keep things separate when with spirituality i mean it's something that you carry into every day of your life um 
So I'm still working on that. And it's definitely um, a blockage. I can see that I'm working on <laughs> with the throat chakra at the same time. I feel so thankful to have this outlet in order to share it because the truth is that um, not everybody is going to agree and that's good. And not everybody's mm. going to understand. And that's good. It's just, you know, it's not for everybody. And that right. is fine. It doesn't mean that I should not do the podcast. It doesn't mean that I should not share my opinion. I'm not pushing it on anyone. We continuously say, you know, take what you like and leave the rest behind. And that's truthfully it. That does not going to stop me from sharing my true experiences. Um, but I'm also going to respect that it's not going to be true for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Well, I also think that throughout the the week, the throat chakra week, because I, I had shared with you, I said, I, I feel like the only thing I'm doing is kind of wrestling with my own inner voice around who I share this with, who I don't share this with, and then just landed on just putting it out there for, for everybody. And, you know, by the, by the end of the week, I would say it was kind of, it was close to midnight on the last night. And I remember there was this like one population that I hadn't <clears throat> shared it with yet. And I just kind of like clicked send and just that, that's it. And it's my own ego too. Is everybody rushing right. to listen to it? No, right. probably only a handful of them have listened to it and probably a handful of them will never listen to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, but what I really landed on throughout the week and thinking about the throat chakra is this idea of expression and, and art is expression and the art of healing to me, healing is an expressive art. And when I think about all of the ways that you can express yourself through art and singing and writing and us recording or, or doing this project and then recording it and putting it out there to share with others, it's really sharing our most authentic selves, our most authentic voice. And it what kind of also stood out to me during the week was because I do listen enjoy the mentorship of listening to, to other women specifically who have walked a, a similar path. And it's this idea of this energetic uh, synchronicity where what, what you and I are talking about, it seems like on a week to week basis, I'm hearing on these other podcasts as well. And it just, to me, relates to this much larger picture and much larger idea of how interconnected we all are. And when you kind of tune in to, or pay attention to that, um, we've talked about pings in the past and it's just, there's like more and more and more and more pings where, you know, I'll, I'll be listening to someone's podcast and I feel like it's designed just for me to hear it that day when I know maybe a thousand other people are listening to it too. So I think it also, it's indicative that once you're truly in tuned that we're all kind of pulling from the same place, right? Mm. And so we can all be having these same type of um, pulls and same type of motivations because we're all getting the same type of messages if we're all clued into that same higher source. I found really surprising this week is I personally, I mean, I, I've, I went to school for years to improve my communication, to be able to advocate for people, to be able to stand up for myself, to be a good public speaker and all these things. So I never thought that I would have throat chakra issues, but mm -hmm. it's so much more than that. Right. And so when right. I, when I came up with the blockage of 
am why am I even doing this podcast? Like, what do I have to offer? I did a deeper meditation on it, specifically going into like shadow and into self-work and like inner child stuff. And I came up with the message of not being smart enough. And in my head, I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. Like, I, I know I'm a smart person. I, I read all the time. I have graduate degree, blah, blah, blah. So then I went deeper and it came up with the fact that when I was very young, like up to the third grade, I had a speech impediment. And then I also was very slow to read. Like I was in like the third grade when I read. And that was, that's where I was getting this idea of not being smart enough is that I had this speech impediment. I said my R's like W's and it just kind of became like a family joke. And clearly I can say my name very clearly now. <laughs> it's no longer a problem. And even up to like last week, I would have said, oh, it's, yeah, I had it. You know, we all laugh about it. I literally see my family. They still call me Erwin. And I never would have said that it would have been a blockage to me. But when I did this deep imagining, it was clearly the thing that mm -hmm. had created that shadow in the back of my head, which then was creating a blockage in my throat chakra energy of being able to share and disperse my knowledge because I had this like weird hang up from something that happened, you know, 35 years ago. So it's just so amazing too, when you actually focus for this week and really drill down on it, the things that you're going to find, it's, it's just bizarre. Well, the throat chakra, and I, I didn't say this at the beginning, but I, I meant to, and I, I think I said last week, you know, oh, I'm excited for the throat chakra. In my opinion, it's one of the more complicated chakras. And in my opinion, it is. And, and that's because it really metabolizes information from all of your other chakras, because it's pulling in, you know, it's pulling, um, it's pulling down and it's pulling up and it's how you kind of communicate, how you express yourself um, outwardly and inwardly and so when you I think we should say too because you and I both use and we can put it in the in the show notes but the the to be magnetic um, offers these kind of deep imagining and these um, these meditation and, and journaling prompts that we've both right. found very useful over the last year and so always in readings um, refer refer folks to to check to check out to be magnetic because I think they're doing some um amazing stuff over there and so when we think about what gets pulled out in these these shadows and how it um relates and how you express yourself it, it's everything you know your your throat chakra is 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 so important and I think for you specifically, because of your work in law, um, how would you say that you've supported and, and in other work that you do and as a mom and as a friend and as a, you know, a, a family member too, how do you support others in opening their throat chakras? So I would say specifically that it's very important um, to give people space to present themselves as they are, right? I know we've talked about that in the past about allowing your child become who they are. Um, I think it's important to give people space. You know, if you're in a, you could do this at work. If you're in a meeting and someone you can tell has something to say, or somebody actually does say something. One thing that used to drive me crazy is if I was in a meeting and I would say something and it would just kind of be quiet. And then afterwards you get the text like, oh, thanks for saying that. Or, mm -hmm. oh, I totally agree with you. You know, take, take, 
them having the courage to speak up at that point and then support mm -hmm. them by yourself saying, you know, out loud in front of everybody, thank you for saying that I identify with that or something along those lines, you know, validate people, thank them. Those are really easy ways of giving someone direct feedback and boosting their confidence in the message that they're sharing. Um, and then that would only call them to do it again, right? Once you, that's how you're building confidence again is putting yourself out there, maybe failing, doing something, achieving something, and then having the confidence to do it again. And that's very much true with your self-expression. If you can say something in a way that people then react well to, it's only going to make that person just more confident and more willing to do that again. I would also say just in the lessons that I've had with throat chakra is that my understanding is we shouldn't have any kind of cords and that there shouldn't be any kind of ties in that specific area and that it can be very um, draining and mm. damaging to have anything connected to that specific chakra in that it should be a place for you to have your own vibration and your own messages. I wonder if you've seen anything like that, Kristen. Um, you know, a lot of my clients, I would say more than half of them are women and, and in a, a they come with a real variety of, you know, what they kind of do in their day to day and for 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 work and otherwise and I would say that what has stood out to me the most specifically about working with some of the more who I would say is like powerful women right who are in these real powerful positions and it's always a surprise to me as the Reiki practitioner and I think to them initially, but then when we get into it, it, it makes sense. When, when I when I say, you know, all of these issues are related to a blocked throat chakra, and uh, on the on the surface, they're out there kind of living in their power and their truth um, every day. And then it's so interesting to me because I I always kind of put the question out to them. Well, imagine if you were really living in your full power and truth by really communicating all all that you are and all that you want and all that you need and it's been interesting to kind of check in specifically with that population you know whether i'm working with them with with reiki which would be you know more on a monthly basis or with readings which tend to be on an annual basis i would say kind of connecting back in on with, with the readings is always super interesting for me because they really, it can be a wake-up call. And, and even last week for me, it was a wake-up call. I'm like, okay, I wrote this children's book. I don't want to tell anyone about it. Okay. I'm yeah. <laughs> doing this. You know, I have this uh, website where you can take Reiki classes and, and um, sign up for children's yoga, but I will not tell anyone how to find it. And then I thought, well, how ridiculous <laughs> at some point, you know, what, what is my own kind of marketing strategy for myself and my life? And how do I prioritize the work that is the most important to me? I love that I've got to lend my my talents, um, I wouldn't say lend since it's been upwards of, you know, way too many hours a week since I've, since I've had kids and before to these, these education nonprofits, but where my heart really is, is working with kids and working in these, 
healing modalities and you know working on a throat tracker how do I express that how do I really put myself out there in a way that feels uncomfortable to me and to trust that you know by me doing that that it, it will be in service to others which is is where I really want to spend my time and my life um is it's important to me that it is in service of others well if others have no idea that I'm doing it or how to find out that I'm doing it, that's something I clearly need to work on. <laughs> well, it is, it's very uncomfortable, you know, and again, you know, everything goes back to shadow and it goes back to society, you know, mm -hmm. and so as society, we're often taught to not um, push things or if you are pushing things that it's tacky or rude or, or you're coming off mm -hmm. too desperate or who knows what or that you're greedy for attention. I would also just point out that for a lot of people, and I don't know if this is really true with you, Kristen, but I know for myself that for a long time, I had the general concept of imposter syndrome, which is kind of like, oh, I'm faking all of this and, and I'm having success, but it's just because I'm so good at faking this success and wait until this all falls apart and everyone finds out who I really <laughs> am, you know? And it's like, it's, it's when you, when you're stepped away from it, it's so ridiculous. Like you can't fake passing the bar exam. Like you can't fake this stuff. You can't fake a true friendship, you know, but mm. in your head, when you're deep into that concept, um, you very much have this feeling of like, oh gosh, but what about when they find out who I really am, you know? And I would encourage people to take some time and do some shadow work and that, especially if you had a childhood of with some kind of trauma, or if you had an al an alcoholic parent or guardian involved, a lot of history can be brought in where like I had an alcoholic stepfather for several years when I was younger. And there was there was a like an actual effort to hide things, right? When you mm -hmm. have that kind of thing in your in your house, you go through steps to cover it, or you go through steps to, you know, um, maybe that maybe the alcoholic parent hides the amount of alcohol they're drinking, or maybe you have a friend come over and you come over at certain times so that you know that the alcoholic parent will not be drunk. And if you're a little kid doing all these steps to hide what's actually happening, that can also easily come forward in your adult life where you're then taking steps to hide who you truly are. Um, and so again, that's really like the deep shadow work, deep inner child work. Um, and, you know, if you're feeling some um, like blockage in your throat chakra, that could totally play. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to take us from, you know, we're talking about going back to childhood. I'm going to share <laughs> my own experience of going further back than that, Erin. We're going to talk about past lives here for a minute. <laughs> so for me, um, and it, and it is related to, to throat chakra and it is specifically around my my neck since i've been a since i was a child and you can ask anyone in my mm, family you, mm -hmm. you would never see me fall asleep in a car in bed anything without li like literally having my hands up around my neck to to protect my neck um on an airplane and anywhere and i just always i didn't want anyone to touch my neck I felt, I mean, I wore jewelry and you know, everything like that, but I felt very, I just was so protective of it. So when I started kind of diving in to this um, work and specifically through, you know, learning how to do readings, 
I remember being in class and we were, you know, we're doing reading trades with others in the class. And I had asked about my, my throat and I was told like, that's something you really need to like see on your own. It's not going to be the same if somebody tells you about it. And so at some point, this was years ago, I, I sat down and intent with the intention to like find out what happened. And it was, it was super interesting. I don't know what I, I think I was thinking small, right? And I was like, there must have been just this one life where something happened to me. But no, I was shown, as I've said um, before, like a movie reel of every life where <laughs> right. I died by an injury to my neck. Um, and, and sometimes I was a child and, and, and sometimes I was, you know, a, a woman and a man, or I was in battle, or I was, you know, laying in bed and, or fell off a horse or there were all of these ways. And it's, it's not like one story stood out to me over the other, but it was such a release. So when you're working through your shadow work and you're, if you think that there's something that like you just can't answer or explain in this life, uh, I encourage you to, you know, work through, through meditation or through readings, or, you know, there are different ways that you can do that to really get to the bottom of it, because then it was just like, poof, it went away. Mm. I stopped like, because I had an explanation and because mm -hmm. I knew what it was, it just was not an issue for me anymore. I, um, you know, if you see me sleeping on an airplane, you'll see my neck exposed. I won't have my hands up <laughs> around it. I think too, you know, when we're talking about, um, concerned about sharing spirituality or concerned mm -hmm. about sharing some of these experiences that we have through meditation and through seeing things and everything else, going back with past lives, I think it's highly likely that mm. if you have some of these gifts, if you're a highly sensitive person in this lifetime here in modern, um, in the modern world, that you were very, very sensitive in previous mm. lifetimes, if you believe that I personally do, and that you were probably punished severely, because that's just how history is. History shows that um, people with these specific gifts have been persecuted and sought out and um, made to feel unwelcomed and put in danger because of these gifts. So I'm not discrediting the idea that if we're having hangups about sharing this stuff now, that there's probably some past life trauma there too, as a blockage of like, oh, you better not say that. You better not share that. When in reality now, especially it's the age of Aquarius, things are changing there is um, more acceptance into um, these healing modalities and these practices. Mm -hmm. That that does come up a lot. The, these past uh, and and I don't know that I always get to see what what that is for them in that moment. Sometimes I do, and I and I share that. But other times I'm just encouraging them to 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 dig deeper into what that what that is. There's there's. And you know what I do? I just encourage people to learn how to read the records for themselves because um, there's a real difference in what happened for me in that first class where I was learning how to read the Akashic records, where I was told, you know, by my whoever I partnered up with, oh no, you need to see it yourself. But it's true. If somebody had kind of rattled that off to me, I'd be like, hmm, okay, but what else? You know, maybe there's something else. But but seeing that. Um, 
and, and every reader is different and every person is different. So I don't know that you would see it like a movie reel, but um, it, this idea of women hiding their voice and then even women who are in power of hiding their, their most authentic voice. And, and sometimes that's in the workplace and sometimes that's in relationships. Um, and it's just an interesting dynamic that we all need to continue to support each other in how we work through it. So, yeah. And I mean, and not, let's not even be limiting to just women. It's just any marginalized groups that Mm. have been pushed to the side and then had to, um, you know, secretly, um, practice their own beliefs, you know, Mm. they all would have some of these kind of leftover traumas too. Mm -hmm. Have you, when you're doing, you know, Akashic Records reading and Reiki, and we're dealing with the throat issue, is there a way that you can work in, um, you know, music or vibrational healing um, with your clients? I personally love to, there's a yoga class that I attend that, that offers that. And there are some different healers that I work with that offer that. I don't, I mean, I, I, I've shared how much I love music and I, I usually will have music, um, playing except because of COVID, I, I'm doing most of my treatments outside. And so it's really kind of nature's music. Um, but what I would share with that is that my own experience on is being the recipient of that. Um, I'm not the, the giver of that kind of sound healing has been, it's just that it amplifies the experience. Um, working on the throat chakra for myself, I was, intentional about picking songs to have on in in the house um, that I like to sing to and and even kind of forcing myself to sing loudly or more loudly than the kids would have liked um, in the the car and the in the (laughs) drop-off line but I was just like okay I'm focusing on my throat um, and singing is a really great way to do that and humming is as well so yeah, I would encourage folks to kind of see what's in your area. There are also, you can do sound healing sessions over Zoom as well. And so if you're not comfortable um, being in person, you there, there are plenty of options. So I would encourage folks to do that. Have you ever had any sound healing, Erin? You know, I haven't. I, I mean, I've done meditations with the singing bowls and stuff like that but what i experience and i know you don't but there are a lot of people out there okay is asmr (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay let's talk about that tell us i have i have very sensitive and i have since i was a kid when there's certain like vibrations or certain tones and it's not everybody like right now i'm not feeling it but there's certain speakers and it's, I don't, I don't do the, uh, like, you know, eating pickles and, and all that stuff. Okay. But okay. if you do, that's cool. No judgment, okay. but there are certain people who speak and like an intonation in their voice, which will hmm. like kick off uh, a very fuzzy buzzing, um, pleasant feeling like in my head. And I know that you don't get it. And I, I've only met like three or four other people in real life who are like, yes, <laughs> I know what you mean. But um, so for me, that's a kind of sound healing. And like when I am stressed out, I will go on YouTube and I will watch 
ASMR videos of just someone, you know, it can just be someone talking. And I find it, I, I will literally get a, like a, like a blanket through my head. It's very strange. It's very clear. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's kind of this output and input, right? So even though you're taking in um, the sound healing, to me, that that is connected to to your throat chakra and your your healing as well, because it's like what you're taking in, and then and then how that how that impacts how you might then be communicating with yourself later that day. Or, sure. you know, just, just right afterwards, because anything that has this kind of like calming or meditative effect is going to impact your self-talk and it's going to impact how you connect with others as well. I have heard besides you, because there was a while there where you're the only one who was talking to me about this <laughs> and I, I, you're right. I don't, I, I don't understand it yet but i will say that the, the hello. kids yep. hello. <laughs> there, there we go can there you feel go. it <laughs> <laughs> the kids had said something the other day about being in class and how teachers some teachers speak differently and others and, and my younger son had said something about how like when one teacher talks it like tickles his ears and he likes that and i was like oh my gosh i think okay. that's kind of like what aaron's talking about but yeah what I love about that is that these kids are able to express, um, there's just so much more available to them and in there and probably because, you know, partly because of where we live and also partly because of who, who I am as their, as their mom. But I just love that for children in particular, there's just so much more out there in terms of healing and available, yeah. what's available to them. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, and to stand stand up for all the ASMR folks out there, there was a Super Bowl commercial oh my last year yes. that was ASMR. There was. Okay, very mainstream. I was very mainstream. <laughs> I remember seeing that. I was very surprised. It was but... very empowering to yes. to people like me. Okay. See, you gotta that's you gotta, how you express yourself and how you validate the expression of others. This is very supportive. Well, is there anything else before we kind of wrap up throat chakra week that you want to make sure we touch on today? I was just going to say after going through a week, like thoroughly dedicated to it, I mm -hmm. think this is one of those chakras that I just need to check in on like once a week. Yeah. Because I can see how you could have an interaction with someone and it could just be a benign interaction, but I, it's so clear how it could just get lodged in your head and then cause you to withdraw from mm. fully expressing yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I really think that this is one that just needs constant attention and mm -hmm. working on and clearing in order to be able to really like fully express yourself because aren't those, those are truly the people who we tune into the most are the people who are just completely authentic, who are just like a divine channel of themselves out to the world. And if that's truly what we're seeking, then we really need to be a careful of what we're taking in mm. and B to really clear out our energy. And one person I was learning from said that when you're clearing your energy, make sure you get it all the way out, like not just mm. out of your throat, not just out of your body, but and like push it out all the way out of your aura so that it doesn't come back in. And so to really do that, like once a week, I think 
I'm going to try and really focus on that. What about yeah, you? I would, I would say um, one thing, and of course, now that I think about it, I have been out of practice because maybe I've been so focused on, on, on this specific project, but prior to that, just doing Reiki um, for me, I do it in the shower every morning, just as a baseline, as a quick kind of check-in, even if that's a grounding. And like I said, I have the different essential oils in there and I really do use the eucalyptus a lot. Um, and I know that's for the throat and, and I kind of say to myself and starting the day, and I mean, sometimes we're talking just a, a minute here, right? But it's this, it's moment where I'm grounding and I am releasing all that I no longer need out of my body. And sometimes you could do that multiple times a day, but getting into the practice of doing that at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day is kind of bookends um, can help. And, and in some moments you might expand on that and go into this deeper kind of meditation on, on the throat or on another chakra, or that just might be it for the day. And that's okay too, but at least you have grounded into yourself um, and set that intention. Absolutely. Thank you for that. All right. So next week we are going to um, be chatting about the, the sixth chakra, the third eye chakra, and you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a great week. It's really expansive and, um, it, it kind of takes this, how you express who you are and, and then into that next level of, of what you see and how you see yourself and how you see others and how you see the world around you. And so I'm really excited for that. I am so excited for this one. It's like, it's so juicy. It's so exciting. I love the way that, you know, learning anything about myself and then how that helps me bring awareness with myself and with others. is just very exciting. So I am super excited about next week and I can't wait to hear what you do. All right. See you next week. Bye.